I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of The Independent Agent. I'm your host, Jordan Goodman, and Justin is looking... <laughs> your special friend, Justin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm in a colored shirt this week, though. Justin, are you happy? I, I like the upgrade. It's very nice. Yeah? Does it bring out my eyes? No. No? No. no. Okay. But, but you look nicer. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have a beverage here for you today, and in, in all fairness, I am very timid about this beverage. Timid is not a word I would use to describe you. It's not. You know, I should have brought an extra ultra in case I don't like it. However, it's been all the craze, and actually we have it on draft right now at home. It's a hard kombucha, so I think kombucha is pretty nasty as is, though the health benefits are supposed to be great. I was about to say the soft kombucha. This stuff that everyone buys and drinks is pretty terrible as well. But maybe it's better with booze. So, here's your ultra, brother. I like how you're opening it. I'm getting bottle service now. (laughs) It is bottle service. Okay. Um, Doesn't smell as bad as I thought. Okay. Kombrucha. I see what they did there. Yeah, kombrucha. Kombrucha. Berry hibiscus, it says. Okay. You see they just put a wrap, though, on the can? Yep. <laughs> it's like they just bought some generic can and put a wrap on it. Brewed from quality ingredients for quality You're going to be pleasantly surprised on this one. Really? You are. All right. Taste it. It's a lot better than I thought that would be. That's what I'm saying. It's like they took everything that's terrible about kombucha. Cam, com, com, kombucha? Kombucha, I don't know. <laughs> but then they put some alcohol in it, and it's palatable. So, Kombucha is a hard kombucha and a delicious combination of organic ingredients, refreshing carbonation, and alcohol through natural fermentation. Serve cold, best when shared. Oh, that's why it's We could have shared a can. Oh, shared Yeah, well. Surprisingly tasty. Yeah. Yeah. It's not... It, <laughs> Who would have thought that this would have been one of your better choices for me? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little disappointed in myself that it is, but... Okay. Mm. Yeah? It's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I said. So today, contrary to what the fun we're just having, we have a couple more serious questions, and I just want to preface the discussion with we want to have as much understanding for these type of questions as 
as we can and be respectful, especially what will be our second one coming up, mindful of the fact that we have never ourselves been in, in certain situations and experienced certain challenges. So we're going to try and answer the question thoughtfully and to the best of our ability and honestly as we would try and answer it, but it doesn't make it any less of a, a difficult conundrum to solve. Yeah, I don't know what you just took us down. Like We were all excited and had a happy drink and now we're everyone's depressed. Well, I just wanted to set the stage because we likely will give a wrong answer at some point over the next 20 minutes. Okay. So why don't you ask the first one? I'll ask the second one. Okay. I am an account manager at a large agency with a national presence. The producer I've worked with for years has been unsatisfied for a while about the lack of resources he has been provided to do the job. Last week, he asked me to go to lunch with him and told me that he would be leaving the company, inviting me to go along with him to another agency. The state we are in does not allow for non-competes, and he plans on trying to take his clients with him. What is my ethical responsibility to the agency in this situation? I do not plan on leaving with him, but the consequences seem bad either way. All right. Well, some of you may have found yourself in this situation, and... I think a couple things. One, it's important to recognize that you working for the agency have an obligation to that agency. And Jordan may have a differing opinion. (laughs) He can tell by the look on my face. But I think the organization you work for, you have an obligation. That's what they give you your paycheck for. And so off the bat, if it was anybody else who said, we have a plan to take these clients elsewhere, you would do everything in your power to stop it. Now, there's obviously a personal relationship here, which makes it a little different. Someone who's come to you in confidence, right? The other variable is you do plan to stay at this agency for the long term, or at least you're not going with that other person. And so you have a very real consequence of if you say nothing and he pulls that business and that's the desk you're working on, your work goes away. Totally. Which means you may not have a job. And so, one, I would say it's probably pretty foolish of the producer to have that conversation with you, knowing that those thoughts would be going through your head. But two, it's a difficult position to place somebody in. And at the end of the day, he's going to have to, or she's going to have to roll the dice and understand that you're going to need to make the decision that's best for you in this situation. You are under no obligation to protect that other individual because let's assume, which I've seen happen when agencies go and they pull the producer and the account manager. I watched one happen and it's a very well-known situation, but they pulled and they said, everyone who wants to come can come. They didn't have enough spots when everybody got there, but they had already left the other organization. So they got excited, jump on the bandwagon, and then not only did they not have a new opportunity, but they lost their old opportunity for disloyalty. Now, the same thing could happen. You could be there for a few months and find out that it's not the real end-all, be-all you wanted, or that the carrot or reward was just in it for the producer and not you as his account manager. So I think about it that way. And ultimately, I think you have to understand really what your core values are, what you believe in, and what you would want to do if it were your agency, what you would want to have happen, right? If somebody I was paying 
said, I received this information and did not act on it. And then the agency lost money. So let's pretend for a second that it's not a big company you work for. Let's pretend for a second you work for a seven person agency. And that individual, that producer says, I'm going to leave. And they represent 35% of the revenue to the company. You do not tell the owner. That person pulls their book of business, leaves. That business goes with them. Now, several people lose their jobs. And the owner... Your implication, though, is that the producer going to find a better opportunity for themselves and taking their book is unethical. That's the place you're coming from. Like, what if it's the best thing for the clients, for the producer to go and leave and go to a better shop? I don't see the obligation of the account manager there. To have, now, it might be. It's going to be a case-by-case basis. It's what the producer is doing, walking and taking their book, isn't unethical. It might suck for the agency. It might put the agency out of business. That doesn't mean it's unethical. Well... Let's talk about it. So we talk trade secrets, et cetera. There's, there's some key components there, right? And, and the rule is, if you go to another agency and the clients find you, meaning you don't send them postcards, you don't solicit them, that is one thing entirely. What this was relaying was, I'm taking those clients with me. Yeah, but, but like California, there's non-compete, non-solicitation, and they look at them as virtually the same thing, and neither of them are valid in California. Correct. Right? So like... You have the law on your side, and I would argue that if you're taking somewhat of a fiduciary responsibility towards your clients, that is your job to make sure that you're doing well by them. If they're at the wrong agency because your agency provides inadequate service, and you leave, and you walk, and you solicit them. I mean, the owners that are listening to this are going to be pissed at me. I just think you need to make sure you're doing a good enough job. If you're doing a good job as an agency and the guy walks and leaves and you're not, you're not able to call and save those, then you're probably not doing a good job as the agency. Because most clients stay at agencies. They don't leave with the producer. Correct. They're going to take about half their book. Right. I still contend, right? So let me get my politics out there for a second. I live in the state of California. Our legislators do not act in the best interests of the constituents in our state. We make laws that I don't agree with, right, that go against my belief system. And so just because something is legal doesn't necessarily mean it follows my belief system. And so I think there's two different things. Your belief system, Mm -hmm. right. Your belief system. Yes. Not everyone's belief system. (laughs) Hey, look, if if your moral compass is askew... Oh, gosh. Come on. (laughs) I'm a six. I value loyalty over everything. I have so many thoughts right now, but we don't need to get in a debate on a podcast. I know you all want to hear that right now, but... So so go on. So my whole point is, you're saying it is your job to go and tell the agency that that is paying you to do so. No, it's, it's not the job of the account manager to know what's going on in the agency and report that. It's not. It's the owner's job to know what the hell is going on in their agency. And if they're not paying enough attention, if someone's going to leave and you don't know it and they're pulling resources and things and you're not figuring it out, that's your own fault. I don't think it's as cut and dry as, as, as you make it out to be. Maybe not black and white, but like dark gray and pale. And not saying that you need to be that involved in your agency. Like if you don't want to 
play that role and just make sure you know everything that's going on in your agency. I'm not saying that's wrong either. You might want to run kind of a more of an agency that you're not very involved in. That's fine. But there are, I don't mean consequences in a negative way that there, there's just natural consequences that happen that come from that. So let me best preface my answer or kind of encapsulate my answer by giving you my, my personal opinion. If someone that I brought in to my agency, there's the producer going in. <laughs> Our agency. Sorry. Yeah. Our agency. <laughs> My name's on the door. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> but if we brought in somebody on account management side, I believe firmly we give more opportunity than most agencies out there. Yeah. And more resources, you name it, our staff has it. And they are also very aware that I have a family. And if something had the potential, if we were a smaller agency where that book of business would negatively impact you know, my family's life, I have a responsibility, and I feel this, this struggle, if, if one of my employees is struggling to provide for their own family, the fact that someone would, by just standing by when they know the hurricane's gonna hit, and knowing it's gonna impact my family, right, and, and the food in my mouth, and my food in my kids' mouths, yeah, I feel strongly about that, and yeah, that, that person's dead to me. <laughs> Of course, that person is dead to you. <laughs> we have a very different outlook on life. Uh, I, I just, I don't see it that way. I, and, and I, I don't think it's a realistic perspective. I would expect, and I would hope, just like if Justin and I decided to do some other thing someday and decided, hey, we're going to sell our agency or we're going to do whatever, like. Everyone gets to do what's best for them and their family, right? And just because they are our employee doesn't mean that like we have some ownership right over what what they should or shouldn't do. Like I just I fundamentally disagree. And I have made it explicitly clear with everyone who works here. You're either with me or you're against me. I think you said dead to me. I think that's what you said. That was well, the word. Well, yes, and then they become dead to me if they're <laughs> against me. This is dumb. This is dumb. All right, here comes the next question. <laughs> question two. Skip. All right, here we go. I am an agency owner, and I've been interviewing to hire a new producer to train up, and there's a candidate I really like, but I'm fearful some of the prospects in our niche won't respond well to him being African-American. As a result, I'm struggling with whether to speak candidly about the potential challenges he might face if hired, or if that would be something that I should just keep to myself. Hmm. I want to use a bad word. That's really crappy that that is still a reality where we live. And it is still a reality, as has been evidenced in the past decade. And I mean, first is obviously your heart is like, hey, it doesn't have any impact to you. The race is not impacting, you know, their position at your company. You're just saying, I would like to make sure that they're aware of the realities in our environment or our clientele. And probably clientele is too prejudiced, but you know, there's probably there's certain parts of the country, certain certain industries, there are just certain atmospheres that this is all still very real with. So I think you have an honest conversation. And I think you do it from 
truly just like an honest, like your heart is, Hey, I want to be real with you. This sucks that this is the way that certain aspects of the country still are, but I want you to be aware of it. I mean, we had a friend of mine who was African American in front of Justin's too. He, he worked with us and he's one of the greatest guys I've ever met. And it really, I don't think was ever an obstacle to him, you know, being successful in this industry. We never had that conversation specifically with him though. And, and maybe we should have, but we never did. Well, right? I think to your point, someone who's been discriminated against doesn't necessarily need to be told that, hey, this is something you might experience because they've already experienced it. But right. bring awareness, especially if they're deciding between your career option and another right. to willingly walk into a situation where that is what they may be faced with day to day versus and what that may do to their mental health versus going into another industry where they didn't have that additional challenge to tackle with people who were actually just good people. But even just like, I think, and this could have been something that maybe we would have done better, but just the, the awareness that, hey, we really understand that this is a reality for people of color in America still, and we're with you and we support you and understanding that, you know, working a part of, at our company, at our agency, you may face this obstacle and we're here if you need it and however we can we can help mitigate that for you. I mean, it's just heartbreaking that we're still having this conversation. Yeah, and I think your heart's in the right place, which what I would have been more concerned with was I'm deciding whether to hire him or not because of this, which again would be illegal, but you've already decided, hey, this is somebody I want on my team, right? but I care enough about his mental health and just overall well-being that he be fully informed before coming on board our team. And I think, one, you'll do two things by having that conversation. One, you're going to demonstrate a, an owner who actually cares about the, the well-being of somebody they, they probably don't know all that well yet. And two, your willingness to potentially recognize that there may be a longer runway in the beginning as that person is dealing with some of these challenges that someone, if, if you're working in this environment where you've got some racist prospects is all I can say, that it may take longer for them to get traction as they sift their way through who are the right people we right. actually want as prospects, right? I mean, I will tell you this, if I discover one of my clients is is a racist and, and operating their company that way, they are not my client anymore, right? Like, Yeah, I go back to three or four episodes we talked about firing clients. Yeah, like I, I got no problem with that. But just to be fully transparent, I think at times people like myself are even sometimes unaware of even the little things that are different. So I got a call a few months ago from a gentleman who had heard about us and said, hey, I'm interested in coming in the industry. Will you spend some time talking to me about the insurance world? whether it's worth coming into. And so anyway, we talk on the phone, but then we're texting, just kind of building rapport. And this gentleman was actually African-American as well. And I had sent him a text and a referral for a benefits agency that might be beneficial for him to talk to. And he sent me a thumbs up. And the thumbs up had a black thumb versus a white thumb. And I never in my life before had thought through that process that for 
junior high, high school kids, the kids who were first getting involved in texting, that for a while, there, there was, was just white a white thumb, thumb up. Oh, gosh. Like, that just dawned on me, yeah. right? And so there's even smaller stuff like that. And I think your heart's in the right place. I think you have the conversation about the challenges, but you make darn sure he knows you have his back through those challenges, and you don't want him to bring on board the racists for the revenue. Right. Find those right. that can see that the man for who he is and want to do business with the agency that way. So I just, again, as someone who's never experienced racial discrimination, I can't speak to what the other side feels. Yeah. But I would say the fact that your heart can be there, that's great. I think you have that conversation. And if that that individual decides not to come on board because of that, it's not a loss for you in that sense. It's that, hey, they made a positive choice for them. And even more reason why your Jiminy Cricket inside was saying, hey, it's the right thing to do to have this conversation because it wouldn't have been in their best interest anyway. So either you're going to have a more loyal employee because you valued them first to try and protect them from something that if that was not something that they were wanting to have to deal with on a day to day basis um, or you directed them to another path where they wouldn't have that. So, Jordan, I, I would just say, you know, I had a thought. We as an industry touch every single business that exists in America and every single household that exists in America, right? And what better opportunity for us to continue to make a difference in racial tensions, sexist tensions, all of the the issues that we've been facing for so long as a country, we get to, and again, the industry as a whole is phenomenal. I just think... We need to remember that, like, again, we're a bizarre industry in that we touch everyone, literally everyone. So we can make such a difference. And it's it's all, I mean, it's all on ourselves, right? We all need to, to change ourselves in the way we think. And Justin and I are sitting here as two, you know, well-to white dudes. Like Justin said, we, we have no clue. So I think just continue to be you know, humble and willing and listen to others who've been through stuff that we just don't understand. But I just feel like we have an opportunity to continue to make an influence and just be part of that change. I don't know. Yeah. And the only last thing I would just say is if any part of what we just shared, you heard of like, oh, we don't think he could have overcome that challenge or need to soften it, et cetera. That's not where we're coming from at all. It's really just being mindful that you've got to have have your health and we want all of our employees to be successful and this individual does too and i think it is better to show care than not and if you lead with that then you'll do better off by them and ultimately by your company yeah but that's a tough one and thank you for actually bringing that question to us we do appreciate it love to hear a follow-up on how that goes and just thankful for the questions guys thanks for for your listening all right that's it cheers